This is Barry Zelma speaking for myself and my family why I am thankful and why my family and I are thankful to share this Thanksgiving with you. My family and I have much to be thankful for this year, not the least of which are the care provided by my daughter Stephanie, who cares 24-7 for my wife and her mother. Thea, who continues to recover her memory. I am personally in good health, walking four to five miles a day with the assistance of my new aortic heart valve that was inserted with a transcatheter heart valve procedure, a TAVR or TVR. In my semi-retirement, I continue working only six to eight hours a day, doing what I love the most writing about insurance, insurance claims, insurance law, and insurance fraud, and acting as an insurance claims consultant and expert witness. I am thankful for you, my friends, clients, and readers of Zalma's Insurance Fraud, my blog, Zalma on Insurance, my videos on Rumble.com and YouTube.com, my Substack publications, and my books and other writing, including the new third edition of the ten volumes of my treatise, Selma on Insurance. As a first-generation American, I am honored to join with all Americans the ability to celebrate Thanksgiving that started when the United States was a dream and just a colony of Great Britain, to give thanks for the good things in life at least once a year. It took Abraham Lincoln, our greatest president, to make it an official holiday. The Thanksgiving holiday gives me, my family, friends, and acquaintances the opportunity to consider the blessings we received and to thank all who have made it possible. Please allow me this opportunity to explain to you some of the things I and my family can give thanks for. One, I have loved my wife of 55 years since we first met when she was nine and I was 12. I am thankful that she loves me still and lets me make clear every day that I love her more now than I did when she ignored me when I was 12. Three, my three adult children, who are successes in their own right. Four, that my three children, my almost seven-year-old granddaughter, live nearby, put up with my wife and I, and are healthy, successful, and mostly happy in what they do. That my grandson graduated from Puget Sound University in Washington State and is now working full-time for a major business in Los Angeles. My clients, who for more than 55 years have allowed me to earn a living doing what I love, practicing law until I let my license go inactive, acting as a consultant, testifying as an expert witness, writing materials to help others provide excellence in claim services, and creating videos to help every member of the insurance profession learn more about insurance and insurance claims handling. Seven, my publishers, the American Bar Association, Full Court Press, FastCase.com, 
Thomson Reuters and Amazon.com who let me publish some of my writings to the public. Hate my dearly departed parents and grandparents for having the good sense to leave the Ottoman Empire at the beginning of the 20th century so we could avoid the Holocaust and I could be born an American. Nine, my country for giving me a place to live and work in peace and complain about it without fear. Ten, the state of California where I was born and have lived for 81 years for allowing me to have my home and grow my family and the ability to pay the high taxes for the privilege. Eleven, those of you who read what I write and gain something from it. Twelve, eighty-one years of mostly good health, but for a small heart attack, clogged arteries, and a deteriorated aortic heart valve that gave me the ability to continue to work, albeit at a reduced rate because of the skills of my cardiologists in the St. John's Hospital at Santa Monica. Thirteen, allowing me the health and ambition to avoid my cardiologist by walking every day and working on my garden and bonsai. Fourteen, the hundreds of friends I've never met, but with whom the Internet has allowed me to communicate in parts of the world I've never visited. Fifteen, the wonder of the Internet that allows me to publish e-books, Zelma's insurance fraud letter, and my blog instantly online as I will publish this. Thanks. 16. That my family can get together to express our thanks for each other and our happiness this year again, without a need for anything but enjoying each other's company. 17. That most of you who I know only by my publications can also gather with your families to express your thanks. And 18. To those friends I meet almost every day as I walk along the Bologna Creek bike path. When I enlisted in the United States Army in 1967 to avoid the draft that I would certainly be called up on, I volunteered to serve anywhere in the world other than Vietnam and was sent with the wisdom of the United States Army Intelligence Corps, the greatest oxymoron of all time, that only they could understand to Peoria, Illinois, where I became a special agent in charge of an office investigating people who sought security clearances. I was trained to be an investigator and enjoyed every minute of the job. Until the Army, I had never seen a river without a concrete bottom, only to see the mighty Mississippi as my first real river. I had never seen snow other than in the distance on mountains, only to find myself shoveling the snow off the driveway in the small half a house I rented from an old couple who could not do it themselves. My investigative assignments required me to travel through central Illinois from the Iowa to the Indiana borders. I stopped at courthouses along the way, all of which had signs that Abraham Lincoln had practiced law there. Those experiences with the courts, law enforcement officers, and court personnel probably gave me the incentive to become a lawyer. When I finished my three-year enlistment, I returned home 
proposed marriage to the love of my life, convinced her to agree and her parents to accept me as a son-in-law. After we were married, I began the study of law at night and found my first real job where I could use the skills I learned in the Army. I was hired as a claims trainee at the Fireman's Fund Insurance Company who spent the time to train me to be a claims adjuster. The training I received was, unlike what is done at modern insurers, it was thorough. I was required to read a treatise on insurance and insurance claims handling. I was sent out with experienced adjusters in all types of insurance fireman's fund wrote and eventually allowed to deal with the public under close supervision. Contrary to what was done in the insurance industry at the time, the fireman's fund allowed me to study at night while I worked full-time as an insurance adjuster. I was fortunate enough to work for a claims manager, Mr. Coleman T. Mobley, who did not require me to go out of state to adjust major storm claims if it interfered with my law school studies. Since I was in night law school 50 weeks a year, the only storm duty I was required to work was a firestorm that burned from the San Fernando Valley to the ocean at Malibu. Because Mr. Mobley and the Fireman's Fund, I was able to complete my studies and pass the California bar and was admitted to the bar on January 2, 1972, having taken the exam only once. I took a cut in pay to get my first job as an associate attorney with a law firm that was willing to teach me to be a, law, a lawyer handling every kind of problem a new lawyer could face from wills, tort claims, divorce, drunk driving, trials, depositions, and dozens of other orders to show cause in multiple courts around the Inland Empire of California. By doing so, when I started practicing law in 1972, I became a lawyer who could deal with any issue brought to me. I was fortunate enough to move to an insurance law firm in Century City, where I was assigned to a coverage lawyer who was trying to deal with over 500 active matters, who, when I arrived, assigned me 250 of the matters and pointed me to the law firm's library to learn what to do. At the time, new type Technology was an IBM Selectric typewriter that could erase errors from the keyboard without the need to use whiteout paint. I did legal research in the firm's large library, but when it was inadequate for the task, I had to drive into downtown Los Angeles to the county law library. Research at a large library took days to find support for an issue. I needed three professional legal secretaries to keep up with my dictation on the 250 cases I was working on. Now, using modern technology, I can do the same legal research in 30 minutes on fastcase.com, need no secretary, and can operate my expert witness consulting, writing, training, and publishing businesses with no employees. In 1979, I decided it was time to be my own boss. 
I started a law firm called Barry Zelma Inc. with a secretary who came from my last firm and brought an IBM Selectric typewriter with her into a small windowless office. I had obtained a small line of credit from a bank that I hoped would carry us until the practice started, since the only case I was certain would move to my new firm was my sister's rear-ender, from which I could not take a fee. The office was furnished with a file cabinet from my father-in-law's dental practice and a dining room table from my wife's grandmother, who had passed away. I received my first assignment with a call at 8.10 a.m. on my first day, October 1, 1979, and my practice began representing certain underwriters at Lloyd's London. I had nothing to do on October 3, 1979, so I wrote an article for publication. After that, I had no peace, and the firm grew quickly to nine lawyers and a staff to serve them, all defending people who were insured or act, acting as coverage counsel for insurers who needed advice and defense of bad faith lawsuits. I was more successful than I ever expected. I, whose experience was limited to Los Angeles County in central Illinois, found a need to travel to Taipei, Taiwan, and London, England on behalf of my clients. I worked as I had learned from my father, who survived the Depression, 16 hours a day, sometimes seven days a week. When I became 75 years old, my firm had re been reduced to a sole practice, and I decided it was time to stop practicing law and become a consultant and fulfill my childhood dream to be an author. I am a very lucky and happy man. I do work that I love. I fulfilled my childhood dreams. I live in a home I have owned for more than 47 years that my wife and I adapted and increased as children were born to meet their needs. I have the love of my life with me and look forward to celebrating our 56th wedding anniversary next month. I am honored that my eldest daughter has come back to live with us and care for my wife and I, who are not able to do everything we used to do. I have three wonderful children, two grandchildren, and all live close. My son shares my office building and has time to visit with me as allowed by his busy schedule. I hope on this Thanksgiving weekend that you can join my family and me, remembering that it is more important to think about our blessings and those things that we have to be thankful for than to get in line for Black Friday to buy an inexpensive flat-screen TV or a tablet. Please enjoy the holiday and your family.